You're listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. And now, your hosts, Brandon and Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. Well, well, you just really jumped right in there. Hi, Brandon. Oh, yeah. How do we usually start these? It's been over a month. Uh, we normally just do it just like we just did. You say my name and I say your name. And oh, I, just... I think I say my name and you say your name, don't you? That's, that's what we just did. Oh. You said your name, then I said my name. I said, hi, Jimmy. Oh, well, hello, Brandon. <laughs> I'm Brandon. And I, uh, add, like we said a minute ago, or I did, I'm I'm Jimmy. I hope you guys are taking score at home. There might be a quiz. Yeah. This is our first uh, episode of the show where we are not, um, I mean, Jimmy is drinking a beer, but it's like one beer. We're actually doing this episode just sort of straight edge in a way for the first time, so... Brandon, you're dropping all the secrets on everyone that... Oh, we've already <laughs> talked about it before. Oh, have we talked about it in, in the actual podcast that normally we're not uh, completely with it? Every oh, we we, we've mentioned it here and there. We're either not with it or you're hungover. Yeah, I have been... Well, we've mentioned that when I was hungover. That was like two episodes back to back where I was totally hungover. Oh, yeah. This is Almost Got Him, a podcast about Batman the Animated Series. And today we're going over the episode entitled The Clock Team... Ooh. <gasps> Let's do that again. <laughs> I think we need to be um, very careful when we say <laughs> the title of this episode, and also when we say the name of the, this particular um, villain. I think we are. I think it's best. That we, it's probably better that we are sober doing this particular episode. Oh yeah. Uh, when we're that, when we talk about possibly could have gone bad. The Clock King. That's really hard to say if you think about it. the yes. Clock King. There's don't, a lot of cuz in there. Don't fly through it. Because Lord knows what you could say. The the Clock King was episode 14. Uh, it aired uh, almost exactly 29 years ago. It aired September 21st, 1992. We're recording this on September 19th, uh, 2021. So this will probably be the one podcast we do that's like almost directly on the date that it appeared first on Fox Kids. 29 years ago. How old were you 29 years ago, Jimmy? Um, I was, uh, I can't, I can't math. Very I think I was seven. I think was I was seven. I was, it was 12. Man. <clears throat> Sound about right? Probably. Probably. I can't do math when I'm sober. So if we were drunk, we would be just flying. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know we our would, algebra. We would be, we would be Stephen Hawking if we were drunk. We would be very, very intelligent. But alas, here we are. You're just getting regular Brandon and Jimmy today. But you're also going to get a ton of current events. So, Jimmy, let's go to Summer Gleason's special news bulletin. Really doing this, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I felt like that was appropriate. <laughs> okay, let's go. All right, we got so many things to talk about. First up uh, is some comic news. Batman is going to have a new bat suit later this <laughs> fall <laughs> in the comic books. This is what we're opening with. Yeah, huh? yeah. With the new bat suit. Well, I'm here for it. I'm and I'm totally going here to show it. it to you right now. Oh, this is my. I don't know. Just to make sure you know, I don't know what Brandon's about to go through as far as these news. We haven't uh, even go through with this, so this is all me this, reacting as though I had no idea what he's talking this about. This is all breaking news from one Summer Gleason, who's. Shown up in so many episodes of yes. Batman the Animated Series. Maybe today's as well. Who knows? So uh, in December, this Batman outfit will be uh, debuting. 
He's bringing back the a circle, uh, the yellow circle. Look at that. From kind of gives you Keaton vibes with the uh, Batman emblem. Got some little ears there. And yeah, the ears look a little bit smaller. A little and tiny. The color scheme looks like it's, they're going back to gray and blue, which they haven't done that in a while. So very exciting new time. Uh, I know there's going to be a new writer come December. Uh, Joshua Williamson, I, I believe, is taking over the book, but. Yeah, I really liked the new outfit. What, what do you think of it? Uh, I think it's pretty great. I think it's pretty great. I'm, it's, I'm not much of a comic book guy, so I'm not. I'm comparing it to what my vision of Batman normally is. And uh, yeah, it's fine. The ears stuck out right away, or did not stick out because they're tiny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that they've brought back the um, the, the symbol. And the symbol the, is pretty awesome. Yeah. I have a feeling it might be bringing it back because of Flash coming out next year. Yeah. Uh, today, speaking of Flash, uh, today there was a uh, post online from the director of the Flash movie. I forget his name right off, but he posted a picture of the Batman suit, and it was like spray painted red with mm-hmm. a uh, Flash lightning bolt. I saw that. Uh, kind of drawn on there. What do you think of that? I thought that was pretty cool. I did actually see that earlier. Uh, that did catch my eye. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is this is for the, the Batman and Flashman. When does that come out? I want to say uh, like summer, I think, maybe. Okay. I'm very interested in the movie. I think it's either going to be really good or really, really weird. So we got I, Keaton in the saddle. Because I hear the, the bad guy might be Ezra Miller. Like uh, he's playing, he might be playing a double part. Oh, is he like, is he like pushing women over and stuff? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Okay. <laughs> Is Ben uh, Affleck in this too? Oh uh, yeah, he is actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How is that going to work? Back. Uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman, if that's what you're referring to, that takes place in Earth Two. So he's not in it, but Ben Affleck is. Right? Yeah, because he's in Earth One, which is the main uh, DC okay. extended universe. So that, yes, it's confusing, and uh, it's kind of like with Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. That was supposedly taking yes. place on a different world. This is why this is a problem, guys. Like. Us comic nerds, we accept it just because we read this stuff all the time in the comics, multiple timelines and all that jazz. But when you have like your just your common uh, movie van, it can get a little confusing what's going on, especially with all the Batman in the world. We're going to have three Batman on the big screen in the next year or two. Yeah, but we also live in a world where Marvel has all kinds of timelines coming out too. Oh, and, you know, so it's everyone's doing it. Everyone was a big fan of the uh, the Spider Verse mm-hmm. thing, so multiple characters. People are just down for that, you know. Yeah, it's it looks, fine. Looks like they're gonna get a lot of Spider Verse and stuff in the next movie. That and uh, Venom, it looks like too. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> by the way, Venom is an hour and a half long movie. That's pretty short, ain't it? it? That means that a lot was cut, and it will be a mess. Uh, I don't know. Andy Circus is behind it, so I think. It could be a. I think it would be a lot better than the last one. I hated. I think all films should be shorter, so I think that's may, might be a good thing. We'll we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, also, I want to wish you a late happy Batman Day, Jimmy. Oh, that was yesterday. Yes, it's the third Saturday of September every year. Um, it's been going on since I want to say 2013, uh, 2013 or 2014. Uh, I think it started originally because it was like the 75th anniversary of Batman or something like that. And they just wanted to uh, celebrate the day. I remember going to the comic store and they had like four different Batman masks from like four different era, eras of Batman. And it was fun collecting those masks. Mm-hmm. And I I believe they do it every year because it was that first one was like a big hit. So, but they don't really do, they didn't really do too much this year. They put out like three uh, free comics 
and I went and picked up mine uh, yesterday. But speaking of Batman holidays this weekend, Adam West's birthday is today. That is correct. Yeah, yeah, that came very, very close to, to uh, Batman Day. So it's been a very good Batman weekend, if you ask me. But we got tons and tons of current events to go over. Are you ready, Jimmy? Wait, I thought we already started. Well, th- those were a lot of those were impromptu. Okay, okay. <laughs> those were a prelude. Yes, yes. Well, happy birthday, uh, Adam, West. Adam West. How old would he have been? Do you know? I don't know, man. He's he was pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we get when we do this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I I loved Adam West, and let me just say this: like, I I did get quite emotional the day that he uh, he passed. Um, it was a big uh, it was a big thing for me because he's always been my Batman and still remains to be my Batman. So I'm just going to put that out. That um, happy birthday, Adam West. You know, did, you're dead. Did you listen to the Hollywood Babylon the weekend that of its passing? Yes, and that my was, God, that's that one Ralph. of the most heartbreaking Ralph things I've ever listened to in my life. Very, very heartbroken. Ralph Garman, diehard Batman fan. He has his own uh, Batcave in his basement, uh, or he used to. I know he recently went through a divorce and had to do go through a lot of life changes. But um, yeah, he uh, was also good friends with Adam West. He got. Adam West star put up event, uh, eventually mm-hmm. uh, on the Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame or whatever it's called. Right. And yeah, he he talks about the death of... Uh, they did a show literally the night that Adam West uh, passed away and it's just absolutely heartbreaking. Go, go to the archives and listen to it. It's, it's also a really good portrait of the man that Adam West was. And he is, uh, he's Jimmy's Batman, correct? He is my Batman. That's I could have met Batman him, to have. but uh, I didn't. He was up on stage, and I we saw could, him from far away. We did, and I, you know, you could, I could have waited in line, but it I was did a not. long line. Uh, that's that, a, was that the year we went for like a few hours and just drove back? I think so. I think that was the year I almost killed you. Yeah, on accident. Oh, so, uh, I don't remember that. Yeah, well, that's when uh, you and your uh, the former administration oh, yeah. decided to go to sleep, and I had, I had. Uh, Go to sleep. Oh, yeah. on the way home, yeah. you drove, and I, I drove, and I. Oh, you almost fell asleep. I worked the night before because I worked third oh, shift, right. uh, and yeah, I fell asleep on sixty-five uh, South. I guess that is yeah, sixty-five South. But we've talked about this before, I not asleep. on the podcast, but this is interesting. Oh yeah, oh, we want to give the the view the listeners, not viewers, kind of a uh, want to get them to know us. I couldn't make <laughs> Carrie Fisher too. I also didn't stand in line. I don't think I ever saw uh, yeah. Carrie Fisher. Live. She was at a celebration, and I didn't stand in line. But, but yeah, we went to uh, a Wizard, Wizard World. I want to say 2010, and uh, it was it was Adam West, Burt Ward, and Julie Newmar. Correct? Yes. Yeah. But we saw him from far away, and I think I have a picture on somewhere. It might be on MySpace of all things, um, and it's just blurry. But we were in his presence. We we breathe the same air as one Adam West. But anyway, let's go from the original Batman to a new Batman. There is going to now be a new voice of Batman on a upcoming Bat-centric cartoon. Oh? Ethan Hawke is the new voice of Batman in, Ethan the, Hawk. in the show entitled Batwheels. From the 90s? Ethan, Ethan Hawke is back. And he's been back, actually. I shouldn't say that. He's been a lot he, of things. He's, a pur- he's in the Purge movies, right? Or one. Yeah, he's a fine actor. Yeah. What do you think of Ethan Hawke portraying the Dark Knight? What did you just call it? Bat it's, it's Wheels. It's Bat Wheels. So Bat Wheels 
Oh, is this a talking Batmobile? It's uh, it's a talking Batmobile. It's a ta- talking like Batboat. It's oh a bunch of vehicles that talk, but you also, for some reason, have Batman and Robin in there. What? It, what? It sounds awful. <laughs> But, but this isn't obviously I think, for me. I so. think I think Batman and Robin are more uh, background characters. Okay, okay. and this it's just like kind cars. of like it's kind of like cars, but without the Pixar like heart, I guess. Yes. But yeah, Ethan Hawke will be Batman. Um, and another newsworthy item about Batwheels is their choice of Robin. They are going to have Duke Thomas as Robin. Duke Thomas is an African American uh, character that was introduced mm-hmm. in. I want to, I think he was introduced in like 2014, 2015 by Scott Snyder during his run of Batman. Uh, Duke Thomas became kind of Batman's uh, sidekick for a little bit, but he never became Robin. He became right. a character called The Signal, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't really know why they went with that name for him. But uh, Duke Thomas has always been a really cool character, and uh, I've always wanted to see him become Robin. Uh, in the comics, uh, Damian... Wayne, who's the son of Batman, has been uh, Robin for the past decade or so, and he's just, I think it's just because he's super popular, that might be why Duke Thomas hasn't become Robin in the comics yet, but I'm glad the character's getting a shot, and even though it's a weird, weird cars cartoon, I'm really excited to, uh, to see Duke Thomas become a Robin in some form of media. Yeah, that part sounds pretty exciting. I just didn't know about the rest of it, but you know, hey, <laughs> somebody's gonna like this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, kids. say kids might be all over this. They did make like three cars movies and like two planes movies. Where is so. this going to be available for people? to I watch? have no idea. Okay, because that'll tell me. Well, it might be on HBO Max. It could be anywhere nowadays. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Uh, my guess would be maybe, maybe Cartoon Network. Okay, well then it's that. Uh, well, I don't then know. We know. I really don't for, know. So that's great. Kids will love it. So they'll sell toys and whatnot. Now, speaking of characters showing up on television shows, the Titans television show on HBO Max recently debuted uh, Leslie Tompkins. Oh! Leslie Tompkins debuted on there literally, I believe, the week that we released the Leslie Tompkins episode of the podcast uh, to uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and all your podcatchers of choice. Well, that's timing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, She appeared... In Titans, and it's uh, played by a, a young lady by the name of Krista Bridges. And I believe they also debuted uh, Barbara Gordon on Titans recently. I've, I've never checked out Titans, but I, Same here. I, I think some of it looks interesting. I know they have they have Robin become Nightwing, I think, in the first season. And I know Jason Todd becomes mm-hmm. uh, Robin on there, and they just like kind of killed him off, but he's already back as the Red Hood, so that's... That's some fun stuff. Um, I'm eventually we'll get around to watching it. Just uh, have not got to that yet. <laughs> Remember to edit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just listening to you talk about this this these shows. And, and speaking of the Red Hood, uh, I actually read the uh, Batman: The Adventures Continues book uh, while I was in uh, Naperville uh, uh-huh. last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who don't remember, Batman The Adventures Continues is the comic book version of Batman the Animated Series, but it takes place after, you know, the new adventures of Batman. Right. Um, the main storyline during the, this first season of the book um, is about uh, Jason Todd and the, the Red Hood. Apparently, between Batman the Animated Series and new Batman Adventures, Jason Todd was Robin for a short time. And then... 
they thought he died and he comes back as the Red Hood, which is very similar to the comic book storyline as well. But yeah, Jason Todd is now canon in the uh, animated series universe. And speaking of comics, uh, me and Jimmy have read Batman 89 recently. Uh, we both, have, as of recording, the first two issues are out. Uh, Jimmy's read the first one. I just got the second one to him. I read the second one the other day. Um, what do you think of the book so far? Uh, I dug it a lot. You were talking about bringing characters into uh, the ninety uh, or to the animated series comic, but they brought uh, Bullock was in this. Wow. Yes, yes, Harvey I thought that Bullock was cool. It's now canon in the Burton verse. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I dug it. There's a lot of like uh, little fun things in the margins. There's some Burton characters mm -hmm. uh, kind of hanging around there. There's a a really interesting one in issue two. I'm just gonna put that out there. I won't, I won't oh. say. Oh. Who it is, but you've got to read issue two. Well, the next time we'll talk about it, I guess, after I read it. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, my only have like two complaints. One is it, I mean, the, the book is very Harvey Dent uh, yes. centric, which I love, but I feel like Batman's kind of in the in the background. Yeah. But when you think about it, the old Batman movies, Batman was kind of in the background for it, most it, of that, them. That's very true. I'm glad you said that because, I mean, Burton always said that he doesn't want to be scene isn't want to be so he's in the certainly in returns um yeah. he's sort of in the background but i mean all the characters penguin and and, and uh, catwoman are kind of two halves of batman so he's always present but in kind of the background so that actually and, makes sense and two of the four movies the main villain had the top billing yep that that makes a lot <laughs> Nicholson of sense and schwarzenegger they kind of figured out what that uh what that mathematical equation was of the burton films and i thought it i think it was pretty interesting by the way it's also fun reading these comics and imagining billy d saying it saying all the lines oh i can't you can't help it i can't help it it just uh, i mean uh, bruce i'm just gonna tell you you know it's like you just can't help but uh, put that voice in there yeah, check out Batman 89 if you get a chance. Uh, also, I know this is not Batman-related, but if they also release uh, Superman 78. Uh, it's a comic book that picks up where the Donner, the the two Donner movies uh, left mm -hmm. off uh, of Superman. And the first is issue of that is just straight-out amazing. Like, you can hear John Williams playing in the background during it. It's such a good book. So, everybody, check those comics out if you get a chance to. They're a gift. They're really, they're a really gift cool. to us, really, that they're doing something like that. I think it's amazing. And our final uh, news part to talk about, speaking of gifts, uh, we lost one a few weeks ago. Ed Asner passed away. Yes. Uh, on August 29th, um, he was the voice of Roland Daggett. Um, wh what was your favorite Ed Asner work ever? Ever? Yeah. I have to think about that. You're really now. You're really throwing it at me. He I hates mean, when I ask him questions. I, I know. I have to really think about it. I just almost did Norm again. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, also R.I.P. I I can't help it. I love Up. Uh, I I love. I'm very mixed on Up. Uh, I that the first twelve minutes are the most perfect twelve minutes ever oh, in an animated it's feature. Perfect. Just the that way is, you said that uh, is a perfect way of putting it. Yeah. That is. I love that beginning, and I watch that beginning like every year. Yeah. Um, it's on YouTube. Rest of the movie, I, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I don't remember the rest of the movie. I think that's kind of why I don't have the attachment to it. I've watched. I remember it. there's like balloons and a, a small child, and of course, you know Ed Asner. Yeah, I've watched it in the, with the past year and a half. And, I might need to check um, that out. I, I, I think it. I mean, I get it. People always think of that first part. And then it does get there's some silliness and there's like some these comical dogs and uh, but oh yeah squirrel I remember but, that but they keep bringing back the you know his he's Ellie I think was his wife's name and the, yeah. that stuff works when they bring it back it's just like okay I, I get where we're going and I just think it's great I'm just a big up fan 
Uh, I like all his voice work. He was did a voice on the Boondocks. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, going back to with Mary Tyler, Mary Tyler Moore. Moore um, um, you can't. You have to bring those things up. It's just, you know. And of course, I would be remiss to say uh, I have to talk about him. He he was the before J.K. Uh, what's his name? J.K. Simmons came into play. Yeah. Ed Asner was the perfect J. Jonah Jameson on the Spider-Man animated series back mm-hmm. in like I think '94 is when it came out. That was uh, that's probably my favorite work of his. I just thought he was so great in that. Um, Mary Tyler Moore definitely is up there too. He's done so many things. Oh, what was it? Dead to Me that he was in season one of. I don't know. I'm yeah, yeah. The Chris, no, it's the that's the Christina Applegate show, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he was also in. He's in Cobra Kai, right? Yes, he's yeah. uh, the dad of. Oh, he uh, wasn't dead to me. Dead to me was really good. The, yeah, season one, he was. Uh, yes, yes. And yeah, he's only in season one, unfortunately. Okay. but it because okay. of what happens in the finale. Yeah. Spoiler. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's great in that. He was even in a Reba McIntyre music video not long ago. That was. The, the song was not good because it's mm-hmm. Reba McIntyre in 2020, but the uh, the video is really really sweet and he's uh, basically she's on a airplane mm-hmm. with an old guy who uh, played by Asner. His wife, I believe, has passed away at this point, right. and he talks about how much he was in love with her and stuff. And it's just a really mm-hmm. really sweet video. But yeah, Ed Asner, uh, rest in peace. You were really really great actor and person for and me. he's going to be in the muppets uh, yes, special the, the muppets, the haunted, muppets mansion special? haunted mansion he's gonna be awkwardly a ghost i believe um well, he'll live on in that way it's uh you know i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it but hey i'm also looking forward to talking about the clock king the clock king the clock king Just making sure we say that right and before we can talk about the clock king we need to talk about some bat facts. Ah, uh, here we go. So there are multiple versions of the Clock King. In the uh, the original debuted in August of 1960 in World's Finest 111. He was created by Francis Heron and Lee Elias. His name in the comics was totally different from the animated series. For the record, his name was William Tuckman. Hmm. Like TikTok. TikTok. Oh, I see. William Tuckman. That was clever comic book people yeah our particular version that we're discussing today of the clocking is exclusive to the dc animated uh, universe uh his name on here is temple fugit which uh is really close to the latin expression tempus fugit which uh stands for time flies i did not know that yes now in the comics clocking is mainly a green arrow villain Remember, I talked to you before. I didn't really know much about clocking in the comic books, and I, mm-hmm. I, I realized that's why I've never really read Green Arrow all that often, except for when uh, Kevin Smith wrote them in like 2002. But yeah, clocking's mainly known as a Green Arrow villain and a member of the Suicide Squad for a while, I think in the <laughs> early 90s. <laughs> yeah, everybody's wow. been a member of the Suicide oh, Squad okay. at one point. I think me and you were even at some particular point of time. <laughs> time. I'd probably be Polka Dot Man. You would be. I think I'd be polka dot man, wouldn't I? But but you love you love your mother a lot more. (laughs) I do love my mother. I'm not going to picture her. I think they almost took that joke a little too far in the movie. I would say cut it, cut it, cut back on it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I would have stepped back a little bit. I won't bit. use it, this it, part. It's kind of fun. I won't use this oh, you part because it's not even it. on the, what we're talking about. But I did think that was a nice little, and I think they paid it off okay. But like they kept oh, going yeah. back, maybe a little. I like that they they did it with the star with the starfish. Yes, with, uh, yes, with yes. Starro. I just liked Polka Dot Man. Yeah, yeah. 
I am. I saw all those. This is again. I saw all those figures at Jungle Gems, and I really wanted them, but I didn't buy them. Oh, you didn't get them? No, because they're thirty bucks a piece, and but and you got to buy. You can't just. I can't just buy Harley and get the feet of uh, oh, King Star. Shark. Um, because oh, you, 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 you got to oh, buy building shark, you gotta, King shark. You got to put all get all five of them and build the King Shark. Get them. No, you're that's, an adult. That's you can too do many. that. You can do that. But I have. I own too many things. That hasn't stopped you in the past decade, but, but, Jimmy. Yeah, I just can't have all those you have all the Sue Squide Scott characters. And yeah, I can't do that. All right, let's talk about the cock. I mean, the Clock King. <laughs> so, uh, Clock King. This actually debuted on the small screen all the way back in the 1960s oh. in a certain Batman 66 series. He was uh, played by Walter Slezak. What a name. Um. Can you give us some more uh, information about the Clock King from the Batman 66, Jimmy? Well, I can't give you that much information, but I can tell you some of the things I remember from the Oh, episode. I would love to hear about that. Uh, here's what I remember the most. Now, that is the episode where Batman and Robin go to a uh, like a diner, like a you drive your car up, and they have bat burgers. That's Ooh, the one thing that I remember. Burgers. Yeah, they're a little, it's a burger shaped like a bat. Um, <laughs> that's the thing that happens. Uh, and there's also, I remember that's the more Batman and Robin get in a giant hourglass. Um, oh, okay. That's the. I uh, think I've, I've seen that. Actually, most people remember that. And but yeah. and there's pink sand. Uh, that always sticks out. Uh, Millie the Mall also sticks out. Um, <laughs> and uh, the characters fine in that. I really prefer the version we're about to talk about today. Um, and also, just let me also point out that in a bookworm episode, Robin is strapped to a giant clock. Uh, which we're going to talk more about people being strapped to clock hands mm-hmm. later, yes, but that's correct. not in the uh, in this particular episode. It's a um, it's the hourglass, but there is an episode where I think it's the bookworm straps Robin to uh, the hands of a clock. Who played so, the bookworm? I remember that. That's uh, Roddy McDowell. Yeah, yeah, not Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. That's Roddy McDowell. Overall, it was a fine episode of sixty six. It's fine. And uh, Walter Sleetek's not the only person to play the Clock King in a live action. Uh, there was a man by the name of Robert Nepper who portrayed the clocking in episodes of Arrow and The Flash on the CW Network. Now, the clocking on here is voiced by Alan Rachins. Rachins, uh, it's R-A-C-H-I-N-S. Uh, he's mainly known from, guess what, L.A. Law. Oh, we always from, talk about L.A. Law from on La here. Law. That's La a, Law. That's a Golden Girls reference because... Uh, Rose says, "I always watch La Law." She doesn't know it's L.A. Law. She says La Law. Isn't aren't the Golden Girls in the theater right now? Oh my God, that's Tuesday. That's something I was going to do. Are you going to do that? I, I didn't do it last Tuesday because I was getting ready to go to the uh, thing on Wednesday. But I might do that this Tuesday. He saw garbage in Atlanta. Saw garbage, set. and I didn't even think about that's this Tuesday. Let me make a note. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. So, uh, podcast people, Jimmy is going to make a quick note here. Uh, Tuesday. I'm going to leave all this in. <laughs> Golden Girls. He's actually writing it and circling Spoiler, it. Spoiler, I probably won't go. But I wrote this down to remind myself uh, to not go. You have that option. I have the option. I want to make sure I have the option to go or not to go. But Alan Ru- Alan Rutchins is also known for uh, playing the hippie father on Dharma and Greg, if you ever watched Dharma Did and not. Greg. I watched it as a kid. I remember liking it but i was also a kid is that jenna elfman yeah yeah i like jenna yeah, elfman me too it's a a tall pretty lady now jimmy we got the bad facts out of the way can you give me a synopsis of the clock king oh we're already jumping in the synopsis. we are jumping are we? in all right let me let me let me pull this out here 
Whoa, well, this is a family-friendly podcast. Let me pull out the um, the I'm sorry, Clock King. So we're talking about the Clock King, written by David Wise and directed by Kevin Altieri, who's directed quite a few of these episodes so far, hasn't he? And I believe he directed uh, Master Phantasm. Yes, yes. So. The doors of the Gotham City subway open and we're introduced to a character who says a line that sums up the entire episode and is a Back to the Future reference all in one. It's about time. And that character is Temple Fugit. Nice. Uh, he's a pretty tightly wound guy. and no, that's not my dad joke. That's the show's dad joke. And on this particular day, even more so, so as Fugit has an important appeal set for that afternoon. Uh, he runs into a fellow attorney, Hamilton Hill, who will one day be... Mayor Hill. Mayor Hill who strikes up a conversation with him on the train, telling him, hey, man, loosen up, maybe smoke a bowl or take a few gummies to take the edge off. I, I thought it sounded like he was implying that he needed to, like, knock one out before his case. On the train? Yeah, yeah. I was very disturbed by it. Which, by the way, Brandon, I do want to say, taking gummies before a podcast makes the entire thing really difficult when it's time to edit. I'm just throwing that out there and seeing where it lands. Brandon, anything? I've got nothing. I'm going to continue with my synopsis. Uh, Fugit uses Hill's advice and takes his work break at 3.15 instead of 3, and it ruins his entire case and his career in the process. Looks like it's time's up for Temple Fugit, and that dad joke is all mine. Thank you. Exactly. Seven years later suddenly happens. Don't you hate when seven years later suddenly happens? Uh, As Mayor Hill... Every seven years. Exactly. As Mayor Hill, along with Bruce Wayne and Alfred, are involved in a giant traffic jam as the traffic lights begin to go crazy... We're like we're all the traffic lights all green because I saw them like flashing red. If they're flashing red, you're supposed to stop and do the four stop like method. They were just all over the place. It was like that everybody hurts video. Everybody just stop. Oh man, just hold everybody on. does hurt. Just hold on. Michael Stipey. Is, Is everyone Stipe? Michael Stipe? Is Stipe or Stipey? I, I need a Stipe. Stipe. Michael Stipe. As everyone begins to blame Mayor Hill, which could cost him his reelection campaign, a large banner drops from the side of the building with Hill's face adorned with devil horns. Batman suspects there's probably a revenge-seeking villain involved because who else would be involved and confronts the suspect on the top of the building. I feel like he could just go to Kinko's and find out who did that because of how big that thing is. He could. He could. But he did not. He goes to the top of the building. Well, wouldn't you know it, it's Fugit. And while he hasn't said his supervillain name yet, uh, he's got clock hands on his glasses and his cane is a clock hand and he's making all kinds of clock puns. I'm going to go out on a limb here, Brandon. This guy might be the villain that the title of the episode is referring to. He's about as subtle as a heart attack, Jimmy. Either way, he makes Batman look like a complete fool by escaping right in front of him. He pretty much cleans the Dark Knight's clock, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, I was very careful when I just pronounced clock. <laughs> I hope you noticed that. He cleaned the Dark Knight's clock. Clock. Not to be confused with what people saw in the first issue of Batman Damned, which... Five people understand that reference. I'm one of them. I do remember that. Oh, you do remember that? Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. I own that issue. <laughs> so Batman does a little investigating to find out who this clock guy is. It leads him to an alley where Alfred sits in the limo and waits. Alfred has a line about how this is one of the finest back alleys in all of Gotham. Uh, he means it sarcastically, but it kind of comes out like Alfred has some vast knowledge of back alleys <laughs> and hints at a whole different life and backstory for the butler that I'm honestly all in for. After all, he is a butler. Uh, <laughs> I really miss the gummy bears. <laughs> Hold on, let me take a drink of my beer. You see, he buttles. Yeah. He's a butler who buttles. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, we see that, Jimmy. Well, Batman does some <laughs> Batman stuff and also some X-Men stuff as he wears some really cool Cyclops glasses. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And ends up... Or some Star Trek Next Generation stuff. That's true. That's true. Like some Geordi LaForge. Yes, yes. And he ends up finding Fugit's identity and his address. It's at that point when I realize that Alfred is just going to drive Batman around in the limo in broad daylight, but more on that <laughs> later, probably... <laughs> like a, a really cool version of hanging with miss daisy or driving miss daisy i'm like thinking that. of hanging with mr cooper for some reason there it's a good mashup that uh in vogue does the uh theme song to hanging mr cooper they do they do yeah, yeah. in vogue reference for you they're lovely so in fugit's underground clock lair batman finds some info that leads him and alfred to a bank where they find everyone gassed <gasps> exactly batman enters the vault moments before the door shuts locking him in Fugit has designed an inescapable doom trap and once again gets the drop on Batman as we officially have a ticking clock. Batman has 15 minutes to escape the vault before something terrible happens, but I couldn't remember what it was while writing this. I assume it's something bad. I'm just here marveling at Clock King's precision and the fact that his voice is on a recorder. Wow, he's a regular f***ing jigsaw. Let me tell you that. <laughs> it was a bomb, by the way. It was a bomb. It was okay. a bomb. It was a, well, bomb, was a bomb in like a box. Well, everything, he's like, it's a bomb. Like, no, don't try that because it's like everything he wanted to it, try. Like, the, the Clock King was always a step ahead of him. Yeah, he had everything perfectly timed out, just like his schedule that we saw earlier in the uh, subway car. I want to play a game, Batman. It's kind of like that. Oh, that's a solve reference. Exactly. Another one. Yes. It's 2021 and I'm making solve. Well, that's just well so is Chris Rock just made one too. So. Oh, that's true. I heard it was pretty woke. <laughs> meanwhile, Mar <laughs> meanwhile, Mayor Hill is unveiling a new train set he got, except that it's actual size and probably has zero leg room and no overhead compartment, which is wrong, okay? Pure D wrong. Okay, where am I? Oh, yes, that's right. The trains collide. Sorry, I lost track. Um, <laughs> oh, this is what we goodness. get for not doing this for a oh, month. Oh my goodness! I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just got these all coming out of my butler. <laughs> I feel like you've been waiting all month for this. <laughs> but I lost track of that. But I didn't lose track of Batman, who's still in the bank vault. Oh wait, he's out. You might be asking how, and if I tell you, he did some Batman. And now he's free. That probably should suffice. Yeah, I mean, that works for me. Let's just say he escaped in the nick of time. Oh. Oh, Lord. Next, a conveniently timed cameo from Summer Gleason informs Bats that Mayor Hill is missing. Oh, she is in the episode. Yes, I didn't ever remember her being in yes, there. Yes, she's honest. in there just to give him that information. It's, it's a fine way of doing it. She's in more episodes than Robin. Now Batman immediately knows where to find him, and that place is trapped to the second hand of a giant clock that will kill him when it strikes 3.15, which was the same time that he took his coffee break that created his, vault, his villain alter ego, Clock King, which he declares himself to be whilst confronting Batman on the face of a giant clock. And man, oh man, is comic book <laughs> totally cool or what? How did they get out there? I don't know, but it's so cool. <laughs> but then again, I mean, he probably perfectly timed when to go out there and stuff like that. So, But yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> So a voice in the back of my head has been chanting two words this entire episode, and those words are clock gears, clock gears. There's a clock bunch gears. of them. And this finale, we finally see... They should really go digital. Clock gears. This is a splendid third act setting, and Clock King keeps dishing it out to Bats until Bats at Smartsim, which, say it with me, really grinds his gears. Uh. The whole clock eventually comes down and Batman saves the mayor. So we come to the end. And in the end of the episode, Batman tells Commissioner Gordon to lay down and to stop pawing at the extension cords underneath the... Oh, I'm wait. Sorry, that's what my friend's sister said to her cat, whose name is Commissioner Gordon. My bad. Batman tells the actual Commissioner Gordon that it's highly likely that Fugit died in the collapse, and it's just a matter of time. 
until we hear from him again. And that's the end, and that's the Oh, Clock King. <laughs> you did it. You did it. I did it. You I did gotta it. bleep that. I will bleep that, and that'll be fun. Hey, oh. I have some additional comments. Oh, dude. <laughs> Do tell. Do tell. I have some more puns to make. Oh, these no. Aren't, these aren't puns, actually. So uh, there's a part I just said where Mary Hill is on the uh, clock uh, hands. Yes. And his glasses fall off. That's the most harrowing thing in the whole episode. <laughs> like, to be strapped high up and lose your glasses. Oh, yo, that, that is kind of... Uh... That's frightening. Like when it was over, did they walk around on the ground and like he like he was on a roller coaster? I can't did find they, my glasses. Did they stop the ride so someone could walk around and find the glasses? It's just that part just made me oh my god because I would be up there and not be able to see anything and it would just drive me crazy. Also, Clock King's glasses have no. Um, you can't see. How does he see through? Them? I don't know what to call those things around your ears, so I'll just call them the feet. They so the thing. Oh, that's on your face. okay. He has no. He just has these. So it's kind of like two monocles in a way. Yeah, you just that. Yeah, just but it's weird because uh, the mayor has uh, two feet for his glasses, but Clock King does not. I think you have to blame Bruce Tim for that one. I'm gonna blame him for that. That's that's all I have to add. <laughs> those two stupid things. By the way, him when he falls off that clock, that was scary. <laughs> it was. That yeah. was like legit. Like whoa, yeah. oh, this got real. Yeah, because it's high. It's high up there, man. It's a children's show. Take a drink. Oh, you actually are. Mm -hmm. How is that, by the way? That looks good. It's fine. I like red ales. So, Jimmy, it's time that we talk about how Batman begins. Jimmy, at the beginning of every episode of Batman the Animated Series, at least for the first, like, two seasons or so, we get a title card before each episode that shows what the episode is potentially going to be about. What did you think of the title card of The Clock King? Well, it's a whole lot of clocks. It's, a, it's just a bunch of clocks. It's almost like, uh, it's, it, it, I want to say Twilight Zone, but it's more like an Outer Limits. Oh, like yeah. Title uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good call. Uh, and I like it a lot. It's very stylish, and I think it's perfect for this episode. Yeah, I think it's fine. I mean, it's nothing... Uh, it's nothing too intricate. Nope. It's not, not something you really have to think about. It's, oh, we're doing the clock king. Here's a bunch of clocks. So I'm, I'm cool with it. It's not my favorite by any means, but no. it, it works for it. It works. Now, what also works are some of the great, great lines of this episode. And I think there's a bunch in the clock king episode. Jimmy, holy speech bubble, Batman. What is your favorite quote from the clock king? Uh, there's a lot of clock. I, I mean, there's more clock puns in this than I made. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, there are. But uh, and I guess I the one I picked does have a, a clock pun. It's an exchange because I like exchanges. I've got an exchange. myself. Uh, I wonder if it's the same one. This is between our hero and our villain. Oh, it's a different exchange. OK, so uh, the, on the uh, the hands of the clock, uh, of course, our two our adversaries are going at each other. Batman says, I'm here to clean your clock, Fugit. Clock King says, don't count on it, Batman. When it comes to clocks, I am king. That was my line. Oh, man, that, that is a line for sure. That is a line. We will be talking about it again later. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, you don't like this line, do you? <laughs> we'll talk about that later. I don't want to have any spoilers here. Okay, we'll get to it. So my favorite is an exchange between Bruce Wayne and his uh, valiant but butler. <laughs> I made him spit beer out there. <laughs> it's his butler. <laughs> It's an exchange between Bruce Wayne and Mr. Alfred Pennyworth. Alfred, they're in the car, and Alfred's talking. Uh, I'll just go ahead and quote it. Are you quite sure you won't stop for breakfast, Master Bruce? The, the, ooh, I can't read that. 
something. The oh, the food they serve at the fundraisers are ghastly. And uh, Bruce returns with Alfred. I'm sure Mayor Hill will put out a good spread. He knows you don't kick off a re-election campaign by poisoning your supporters. I just like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. I, I love Bruce and Alfred. And you do. You're just, a big fan of those two. They they make me feel all warm and fuzzy. And Alfred has a lot of great Alfred sass in this episode. Yes, he does. Um, but yeah, I just I just I don't know why, but I really like that particular exchange. Now, Jimmy. Wait till they get a load of me. Wing Freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> Wait till they get a load of me. Who is your favorite character in The Clock King? Uh, my favorite character is the title character. Mine as well. It is Clock King. Um, he's a nebbishy little man, but he really gives Batman a hard time. He actually... I, I felt like he... Was on top of Batman for like three fourths of the episode. I mean, is there a villain we've seen so far? Not really. That has. I mean, Batman has fallen. Except over. for maybe He's, Scarecrow. That's true. Scarecrow did, but yeah. I just. But Scarecrow has henchmen. Yeah. This is just is just a little man. He had Oliver. Yeah, he had Oliver. Or what, or Basil, I don't know. Nigel. 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 Thank you for listening. Oliver's my cat. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> Nigel's our, my friend on the on the Instagrams. He listens to the podcast. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's just this little man. Um, but he really seems to give Batman a hard time. I, I, I honestly, I loved the beginning in the su- in the subway where you ha- he had every single minute like mm-hmm. planned out. Yeah, I thought it was funny that he didn't have any like bathroom breaks planned in there. But it was just like he's very, very good with time. He's very, very anal to the point where it <laughs> just drives his life. Don't laugh about the anal. <laughs> There's a lot of and funny. butlers. <laughs> butlers. Uh. <laughs> We're loving, <laughs> but and yeah, we're we're sober, but yeah, I uh, just thought he was very over the top, but in like a fun, fun way. I think like imagine this character in like a Burton movie or something, yes. a Burton Batman movie. I think it would have been very, very interesting. Who would you have had play uh, Clock King in no, the movie? Always do this. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I, I think about really that don't. Now. I really don't know. Um, at one time, it would have been like a Malkovich kind of kind of character. Oh, Malkovich would, would be perfect. Played him at one point. You'd do a, kind of a meta one by having like Christopher Lloyd play him. Yeah. You know what? I here's one thing I do have to say about the Clock King. I think Clock King ruined Riddler. Oh, um, okay. That's an interesting. When we get to Riddler, which is until like episode forty. I don't think there's really anything interesting about the Riddler in the animated series. He is one of my least favorite of the main villains on the show. Um, he just he's just a guy. And like I think when they got to Riddler, they're like, Oh, we did Clock King. And you can you can kind of see how this could be Riddler. Yeah, yeah. Like there's just something about the the voice and everything about it could have been Riddler, but they were just like, Oh, we did all those things. And the Riddler just doesn't have I can't even I know it's John Glover. It's John voice, Glover. Yeah. But like there's just not a lot to the Riddler. And maybe I'll rethink that as we get through the, those episodes. It's been a while since I've seen them. But I don't know, that's just my thought. Just my thought. Yeah, we've talked about it before. The writers actually didn't like writing for the Riddler because mm-hmm. they thought he was too difficult to write for because you have to come up with riddles that are like interesting but also centric to the plot. Um, I think Riddler's a fantastic character, but he is, he, I mean, it, it's got to be a hard character to get your head around when you're writing him. But uh, yeah, I do feel like Clock King's kind of a simplified version. I mean, even his look is yes. so, so, sort of the similar. The look, his man- I'll talk more about his mannerisms in a bit, but... Uh... 
Yeah, I just I just don't think you know what it is. I don't like the I don't like the look that they went for, and that's it's not about the Riddler, but I don't like the look that they went for for the Riddler in the animated series. I do wish you, he had a different do, look. Do you want more of the uh, Batman sixty six look? I don't know. I just something about it. Like he only the has Frank the Gorshin. Yeah, he has. You know how Gorshin had different looks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess so did uh, ones and you know, and I guess Carrie did too. But um, I don't know. I this I'm not here to. Sh- the Riddler, but I'm just saying that <laughs> when I watched this, I was like, I can see why the Riddler. They were when they got to the Riddler, they're like, whoa, because I don't know. A lot yeah, of that might be here. why they didn't get to him till episode four. Yeah, they waited they're... a while for some people. It's funny because I mean, we our next two episodes. One's a uh, next one's a Joker episode, and next, the one after that's Poison Ivy. There's a lot of kind of repeats early on because that would be our third Joker episode, mm-hmm. and there's so many characters. That we haven't gotten to. We still haven't got to Two-Face yet, although we've met Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. We haven't got to the Penguin, Penguin? or Killer Croc. Mm-hmm. It, it amazes me how long they kind of push certain people yes. like away, but you get um, characters like Clayface, who is never a huge villain, really, until like after the, the animated series. And then you have the Clock King, who mm-hmm. is like usually a green arrow villain he shows up before and he has a couple of episodes i believe during the series so it's just it's interesting to think about how they were like putting the show together i, I just wonder when they came up with okay we're going to introduce this character here we're going to put put off bringing in Rachel Gould to like episode 50 mm. you know that just blows my mind that you don't see him till then I guess I just wanted to make their stamp on these lesser known yeah that, that maybe they felt there was more places to go with a clock king or a clayface who not who you know John Q public or me as a twelve year old didn't know anything about you know I knew some yeah. stuff about Joker and, and Penguin and and Manbat who is in the Man the, Bat, yeah. the official pilot yeah. you know but yeah but it's got to be kind of a statement that Bruce Tim and probably like Alan Burnett kind of uh p- put into being very early on in the production so Jimmy who we know who was your favorite character of. The Clock King, but who receives the Condiment King Award? Brandon, it's those goddamn kids playing in the those park. Those kids are evil. Those kids, man, started the whole thing. There's just nobody else. That's your answer too, right? No, it was going to be, but then I thought maybe that's too silly. But I'm glad you went that's with it. That's mine because I, I wanted. Just, I couldn't was, think about anyone else that uh, I would. Those kids throw a ball at him and started the whole I, thing. He blames I, Mayor Hill, but like, come on, come on, these kids, yeah, man. They can't throw a ball at this guy just doing his lunch. <laughs> yeah, I know this is a family podcast, but those kids are assholes. They are. <laughs> They just and they laughed at him, which I was they just did. like, man, that, poor man, his papers are flying and, everywhere. And then you have that dog. Then that, there was a that dog, that asshole too. dog. <laughs> so yeah, mine is all these people in, the, in Gotham Central Park. That he just wants to have his is uh, what three fifteen lunch or something. But he's just like that. he's just sitting there. Yeah, he's just sitting there when trying to have his smoke coffee. Or read a, yeah, a coffee. Okay, a coffee, there you go. Coffee. Okay. Yeah, I just end up putting Mayor Hill because I thought he was way too judgmental about yeah. uh, Temple while. They were on the actual train itself. He's like, "You, I don't know who you are, even though I've rode with you for a year and a yeah. half. And I'm going to go ahead and give you some advice. You seem too wound up. Just, if somebody that I don't really know comes up to me and be like, dude, you're too wound up, I'm going to be a little bit uh, unnerved. So, sure. so yeah, Mayor Hill, I, I, I still blame the kids and the dog for his descendants into mad- madness, as well as the judge for not being a little bit more understanding, because mm-hmm. he shows up all wet. Obviously, the guy's been through something. They should at least, you know, let him do whatever that case was. Was that case important to the story? 
other than the fact that it was just a case? Um, I don't remember what the case was exactly. No, no, it wasn't really important to the story. Just yeah. that he it's just ruined the fact the case. that he ruined it. Yeah, and there was some idea that the clock king was to the mayor that he was like, "You did that on purpose because it was your whatever," you know, some kind of thing. But you yeah, know, he's just a crazy person. Speaking of crazy, Jimmy, let's get nuts. Jimmy, let's get nuts. What was your your favorite moment or moments from the episode entitled The Clock King? Clock Gears. I liked everything in the third act of The Clock Gears. I have the final act of The Clock Tower. I absolutely loved it because as you said earlier, it's just comic book Yeah. But it's amazing. Also kind of remind me a little bit of The Great Mouse Detective. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Man, uh, that was just so, so fun. I also like the music and I like uh, Clock King's... um, he, sometimes he just stops and stands there. Yeah, with yeah. His he cane. takes it in. Yeah, he just and it's like I just really which like is, that. It's like, kind of funny because this guy's all about time yeah. and how every he has everything has to be at a particular time, and he's literally probably took the time to put in. Okay, take this in. This is yeah. I'm going to take in this my victory because like I said, he's winning most of the episode. He is, and he just seems kind of pretty cool about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie, I was not really looking forward to this episode. I thought it was going to be bad, but I absolutely re- really liked it. Me too, me too. It was a lot of fun. But yeah, my favorite favorite moments were the, the final act with the with the giant clock. I loved Alfred, all the Alfred sass. And I thought the, the origin of clocking was just a lot of fun. It was kind of stupid and over the top. It is stupid. But it's like like enjoyable stupid <laughs> there's never like they never really touch i mean there's toward the end but like uh, he sort of remains uh i don't know what's mysterious but like he he comes in as the clock king and then kind of disappears from the story a little bit yeah. um and uh, i don't know there's not so much of a dissecting his like his mental mind there's just not a lot of that it's just like yeah. he's just mad about mm-hmm. what happened you know seven years ago and it's simple but I think it's just the the way the characters played in the voice that just really it just really works for me. I still wonder if he was the villain in the dark of the last episode, POV. Oh yeah, because there was a villain we never got to see who it was, and I I want to say you saw reflections of like glasses or something. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder if that was when he was still kind of planning mm-hmm. his because uh, obviously he planned everything to the minute. Yes. So I all by himself. I like yeah. That too. So I still think that. Yeah, he didn't have a Nigel or anything, or or an Oliver. Why was it seven years later? I think they just wanted to show that he had seven years to prepare. What was he doing in seven years? See, I they don't get it going to that, and it's yeah. sort of your mind can. If you it, were sitting here, you could your mind could fill in. Why is it seven years? And what did, was he doing? Didn't what? they kind of do that with uh, Poison Ivy as well when they introduced her? Yeah, she does come back years later too. It's the same kind yeah. of idea, except it's for Har- for Harvey, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You just wonder why? Why didn't they do this sooner? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Like, why didn't he do this when the mayor got elected originally? Exactly. but That's a good question. I can, didn't think about that. You can now. go through all this in your brain, but it's like the show doesn't really give that to you. But it's fun to think about. You know? Yeah. Now, Jimmy, we talked about our favorite moments, but what was your Martha moment? Why did you say that name? Martha, why did you say that name? Stop! Please, stop! Why did you say that name? It's his mother's name. <laughs> this episode a lot i didn't really find anything to talk too much about um i do i do like batman and alfred together just hanging out but there are times where it's like i see batman sitting in the back of the limo 
And I'm just like, can, don't they going to get some tinted windows on that thing? I mean, obviously, oh, Batman point. Yeah. is sitting in the back of the limo. <laughs> yeah. And that's just a little strange to me, although I'm, I'm, all, I'm totally there for oh, yeah. Alfred just driving Batman around. Like, I'm, I'm for that. It's just sometimes I think it's just the way it's depicted. And I'm like, it's totally Batman in the back of Bruce Wayne's. That's my <laughs> only thing that really stuck out. I had, I had a few things. Um, one I mentioned earlier when, where I honestly thought the councilman was telling uh, telling uh, Temple Fugit to rub one out before he goes to court. Mm-hmm. Where he's saying he's so unwound, he needs to kind of let loose. Um, just thought that was kind of a dick statement. Um Everyone laughing at the Clock King's banner was very weird and kind of childish because mm-hmm. they saw it come down and just everybody was thought it was the funniest thing ever. I was like, huh? Like, I, I, I like the banner thing, but mm-hmm. I just the reaction I thought was very, very odd. Gotcha. Um, but the thing that I disliked the most was the cassette tape. When, uh, <laughs> when Batman gets the cassette mm-hmm. tape and he uses it as like a pulley system. Yeah. How strong was that tape, Jimmy? If it carried a whole like toolbox-looking bomb or whatever, yeah. there's no way those things tear so easily. I don't know, man. I think that tape is pretty strong. Those those tapes. I mean, it had to be there. But I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's, it's strong enough to, strong. to do some kind of pulley <laughs> system in a bank. But uh, it was it was uh, it, it it was clever that he used the tape. They used the thing that he left left him there. Yeah, but, it was very uh, you know. it was it was very MacGyver, but yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a. Uh, I thought that was a little odd. So, Jimmy, we have a different scoring system every episode when we talk about how much we liked or disliked the episode. What is our scoring system for today? Uh, today's scoring system is giant clock ears with the mayor of Gotham strapped to him. Ooh. Okay. And then uh, what grade do you give it? And we go in, uh, it's out of five, right? Yeah, out of five. One being the lowest that we didn't like it and five being how much that we actually loved it. So I don't know if we've kept track of these. Um, I, I keep track of mine. I don't know if of I, I have not, but this may be one of the higher ones I've given. I'm Ooh, giving okay. it 4.5 out of 5 giant clock ears with the mayor of Gotham Stratum. I really love this episode. Good. I think it's because I really love the clock king. I just clock love king was I, a I just delight. all about um, a surprising delight. Yeah, I'm 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 a big fan of this episode. I had a good time watching it. This, you had a good time watching it. I, I good, see what I you did there. Didn't even mean to do that one. I'm yeah. just so used to being being me yes yes i give it four out of five what was it again four out of five giant clock gears with the mayor of gotham strat to him clock gears yes yes i give it four out of five i really enjoyed it i like i said earlier was not expecting as good of an episode as we got and i just think it was clock king's time to shine uh this week time to shine it's it's bad when i make the the clock fun <laughs> went over my head. <laughs> it's just time. Well, Jimmy, that's our episode. Do you have any other comments you would like to make about the Clock King before we wrap up today? So you're saying our time is up. Oh, <laughs> it's definitely time. Uh, 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 it's hard to say it without time. Come to think of it, that's right. That's right. No, I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for joining us for Almost Got Him. A podcast about batman the animated series please if you haven't yet uh like our facebook page um subscribe to our podcast you can find it on apple podcast you can find it on spotify you can find it on youtube and any podcatcher of choosing uh jimmy we're online watch for us (laughs) 
Well, thank you for joining us today. Next time that you hear from us, we will be covering episode 15 entitled The Last Laugh. And I think we're going to do a, a watch-through with oh, that fine. as well. We're, we're going to do a watch-through with the next two episodes, actually. Uh, the Last Laugh being the first of the two. I'm going to guess it's a Joker episode. Sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds about right, but uh, no Harley. I'm sh- I'm pretty sure. So Not yet. I'm we'll sorry work about back that to her. We'll, we'll get, get back, back to her because once once uh, she comes back, I, like almost got him. She's around a lot. Butler. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out, Jimmy. You know what high school I went to? I know what high school you went to, Jimmy. Do you want to tell them what high school you went to? Uh, well, the mascot was a bear. Uh huh. What kind of bear was he? Brown bear. Uh. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Good night, everybody. <laughs> of all the ones I did not get high there. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. <laughs>